0: The opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Jeremy Hinks and Sticky Jazz Podcast and do not
1: necessarily reflect those of anyone else on this planet.
0: So everybody, it's with heavy heart that uh, I will dedicate this week's episode to the memory of a great guy, Cousin Brad. He was a longtime radio DJ and personality here in Salt Lake City from the early days of KJQ through X96, ...all the way up to now, 103 won The Wave. Uh, He was a wonderful guy, and I got to know him over the last few years... ...shooting shows for them and just hanging out. He was a wonderful guy. We'll miss him. So, rest in peace, Brad. And hello, everybody. Welcome to Sticky Jazz. I'm Jeremy Hanks, the man of a million musical opinions. All of mine happen to be correct... And uh, this week, we have the amazing man Bachelor, and my apologies here uh, to Melina and Ellen. um, uh, And I've already spoken about this. We had so many technical issues and failures in communication back and forth that this actually did not go up when we were hoping to. And my apologies to the universe, especially to these two amazing women for that. Uh, Bachelor are a uh, combined act of literally two incredibly creative and weird, bizarre talent uh, from both ends of the country. They have to be on the same roster. And uh, they put together this one, Bachelor, that is just so rocking good. Take the early 90s, shed all the shame, and here you've got these ladies. Uh, they got quite a story to tell. Again, it's too late for the for some of the plans we talked about in the interview, but you've got to give these ladies a listen too. So, uh, everybody, please sit back and let's all do the, yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sticky Jazz. I'm Jeremy Hinks in the Sticky Jazz studios in Salt Lake City. This week, I have sitting with me across the span of the ether, uh, the band Bachelor. It's not a band. It's a friendship, as they describe it. Uh, I have Melanie Duterte, if I said that correctly, and Ellen Kempner. Um I know I didn't say that right, did I so it it's it's a basque name, I know that, but uh anyway, welcome ladies, and correct me how i how I mispronounced <laughs> the name there
1: It's okay my name is actually melina 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 duterte
0: duterte oh it's a basque name, actually, I thought that was kind of interesting. what is wait but, what uh,
2: basque what, what does what? that mean? you
0: don't know what basque is Basque yeah oh. It's, yeah. uh, it's an indigenous people between, uh, France and Spain and they're, uh, they're a grumpy lot. And, oh. um, Ava Peron was Basque. Uh, you know, I don't know if you, you know, Evita for the Argentinian anyway, uh, look up the Basques cause that's yeah. a Basque last name. So, um, uh, that my mother's side of the world are, are Basque. So, uh,
1: that's cool.
0: So anyway, um thank you for being here. Are, are you in Alaska or somewhere freezing up there?
1: <laughs> um no. <laughs> I just like wearing my um hood like this.
0: Cuz you yeah, uh, like you're you're sitting there like it's freezing. I'm like, you know, we're we're we finally hit 80 degrees here in Utah. So, oh, you're
1: in Utah. Uh,
0: I am. Yeah, I'm in Salt Lake. So
1: oh. Yeah, it's hot um, in LA. It's just my AC is on like 67 my portable. <laughs>
0: oh okay (laughs) you're up in the attic man you're you're sounding like it's it's even more and more uh depressing in the universe that you know every everything you talk about there um the next you're gonna tell me you live in silver lake right
1: oh 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 you're really getting me no i actually live in the adjacent (laughs) neighborhood at water village
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> Just because everybody I talk to yeah. that is an up and coming musician, they all live in Silver Lake, you know. And Henry Rollins has a million jokes mm-hmm. about living there too. So
2: Ellen's
1: gonna um, move to Silver Lake.
2: I don't know where I'm moving, but right now I live in Poughkeepsie, New York. So
0: in Poughkeepsie, New York, yeah, eh, yeah. Wait, that's where uh, Mel Gibson was born, wasn't it? Is it? Yeah. True oh story.
2: no! Oh yeah. my god, that's awful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, I'm
2: leaving soon.
0: No, actually, no. So he he's not Australian. His father won a game show and moved his family down there to mm. Australia. That's that's his actual. He wasn't actually born there. He he was born there in New York and and then moved back to make movies about hating the English mm. and, um, Lethal Weapon and whatnot. So,
2: huh?
0: Yeah, true story. So wait, what are those creatures behind you? I just need to let our listeners know there are some very strange things um sitting behind ellen here i'm it it's yeah that's creepy looking what are those things
2: they're masks and they are super creepy yeah they kind of are them. <laughs> um they're totally creepy they're in the background of all of my all of my zoom calls all of everything so it's a good gauge of you know so people okay. can understand what they're dealing with i guess but no they're they're um masks that were created in a for my last um pale hound record we did like a bunch of videos with them. So I just kind of.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah I didn't up. spend a lot of time watching pale hound. I just got to, I got to listen to it, but I didn't watch your video, So don't that's hate me cool. for
2: that. No, take your time.
0: And, and, and we can't really see what's behind you, Melina. So, I mean, I'm sitting here with what I got the Polish flag and the drum kit from, uh, uh, autographed from a punk rock polka band. Nice. Uh, I think that's like, Oh yeah. That's I love polka. Cool. I, so like I like that. I like the
1: danger live track sign
0: yes actually that that the, the iconic for the show right yeah but it was actually stolen from i believe i don't know where it was stolen from but from the the train tracks running the electrical to, to the and and it was just in the back of somebody's filing cabinet uh, at a garage sale and i was like all right man so um it just seems to work you know yeah. yeah i i like eclectic weird things but then sometimes you get those creepy masks that look like something left over from I guess when the Muppets... I don't know, man. It's uh...
2: Exactly. So, exactly. Um, I,
0: okay. We're, we're going to be talking about the new album, Doom and Son, which is is fantastic. I just need to explain something. I don't know if they told you this. Okay. I was watching the video for Stay in the Car. This is what your publicist sent me. And she just said, tell me what you think. And so I, I w- was watching it, and it was a very... Like an unsettling acid trip. It was like fear and loathing in Las Vegas meets Alice in Wonderland as a video mixed in with who was in my room last night, the buff by the Butthole Surfers, right? If you've seen that video, it's all that rolled into one. It was so unsettling. It was torturous. It was so painful and difficult to watch. I was like, (laughs) I was like, I mean, you like the like 20, 20 hits of acid all rolled into one, and there's dinosaurs, and, and the Thelma and Louise. I was like, it's a lot. this is so painful to watch. And then I'm on the phone with your publicist going, get me the fucking record now. This is great. I was like, I have to have this. So, um, she and then she said, okay, you know, stand by. And then she sent me the link to download the album. And I was like, and then I'm just like screaming. I'm, I'm sending her a, a note on every song. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. This is really cool, you know? Hell yeah. So, I mean, it's, the, the album is outstanding, you know? Thank, Thank you. Uh, but I was like, did they do that video just to make, like, just to, like, make your brain overload with, I mean, what was the point of that?
2: Oh, well, we, um, the guy who directed it, Howian of America, all of his videos are like that. He does some videos for this band called Crumb that we really love. Um, and so we kind of just like chose him to work with because I think, yeah, that was kind of what we were going for. You know, I think we both, um, agreed that we wanted to freak people out with the video and i guess it worked oh
0: I mean, mission accomplished
2: sure? yeah yeah for sure are you it, sure you it really is like, an like an acid, acid flashback throwback. or something yeah yeah it is
0: well yeah i mean i love the song the song was great i i, I made Thank it through you. the video i said let me just try that without the video and send me the record and, and then and then i you know it was fine but um've I've been able to watch it sort of a few times since then, but I, I prefer to just turn the record on and, <laughs> and enjoy that because it's I mean it was such a great record, you know Thank you. And uh, I yeah, was just so great much great there was just so much in there. I'm like, whoa, this looks like a seriously bad experience from the early 90s. <laughs> now mind you, I, I never did acid. I never I didn't need to because I listened to the butthole surfers. And I read *Fear and Loathing* in Las Vegas. I figured I've I've got the acid experience down without actually having to have done it.
2: Nah, man, you're missing out. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, dude, you're missing out. <laughs> no, no, see, that's why you didn't like the video because you don't I, you don't understand because you don't understand the the true yeah. feelings of of uh, euphoria that are associated with that imagery.
0: If that was you, eufo- oh my, if that inspires euphoria, man, no, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I can. Could...
1: Only people with galaxy brain will understand the video. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Well, so there you, everybody, to so all the marvelous listeners out there, um, good luck on that one. If you can handle the video, great. I mean, the, the, the rest of the album is totally just, it's, uh, that's, that's one to just totally get in a groove on. Um. Uh, let's see what was the uh, okay so the 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 lyrics in there were so great but the one line you 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 date the beauty queens i see their bodies in magazines sharp jars sharp jaw size zero jeans i skip a meal i drink some tea Uh, i mean i could see sort of a thread going in there and then sort of not but what was the point of i mean those lyrics themselves what was the what was that all around
2: Well, that whole song is kind of just about um, the weird phenomenon that is like celebrity and obsession with other human beings that, you know, we have and that I feel like with social media is especially um, intense. And uh, that song is about just kind of like someone idolizing um, a celebrity, but then realizing that having that kind of crushing realization that, oh, I wouldn't be your type or, oh, I wouldn't be, would we even be friends? I don't even know, but I feel so connected to you, but I don't know if you'd connect to me. Um, so that's just kind of about the pressure that people feel to be something that they're not in order to, I don't know, fit in or, or appeal to the people that appeal to them.
0: Okay. Um, uh, all right. Uh, you, Melina, you got any input on that? I mean, I would say, yeah, like me and, and my dreams of dating Kate Winslet, you know, they never did materialize, but, um, again, yeah, I'm probably not her type anyway. (laughs)
1: are you walking uh, near to east town sorry you just said kate winslet and now i'm thinking about i her. i
0: i love that woman but no i haven't seen that you one actually um I, I i liked her before titanic actually so yeah. i could say i'm cool because of that you know oh, but yeah. then she but then she did that uh that movie uh hideous kinky which was just, that was crazy and holy smoke i mean they they, they were really good mess with your head movies that were awesome Mm -hmm. and uh i she's yeah she's one of my faves but yeah i'm pretty sure i wouldn't ever show up on her radar as somebody to you know so actually on that same actually on that same point i interviewed a girl uh, a woman just recently and she wrote a song about that sort of of like when uh, being in love with this 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 one this porn star that she was obsessed with and so she like wrote about all of that and i was just like going so wait, who is this woman she's like is, is that a porn star she's like yeah i'm like okay just because the way you worded all this you know so yeah i guess it's the idea of uh uh yeah. well who is anybody's type really anyway is probably the <laughs> i'm
1: always so... asking myself that question
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, my, yeah, no, my wife is so not my type and everybody oh, wow. knows that. They're like, really? I'm like, no, she's just wonderful. She's great. I mean, she, Kate Winslet's my type. My wife doesn't look at all like Kate Winslet. You know? it's... <laughs> oh, so Sorry, I know. Oh, no, my, my wife, she's the greatest, but everyone's like, dude, she's not a redhead. Like, like, whoa, you know, so. Wow. So, um no, she's she's wonderful. Actually, it, we had we had her birthday last week. It was um
2: Oh well, happy birthday.
0: Yeah, birthday. yeah. We went uh,
1: what's her name? Yeah,
0: so well, what's that? What's your oh yeah, name? her name's Nancy. Nancy. Name's happy Nancy. birthday, Nancy. Yeah. So um so let's see. The when again, Alice in Wonderland, uh the Alice in Wonderland was just so like the whole world of you know, bad acid trip. So I, uh, I also read the electric Kool-Aid acid test. Does that count? But they didn't talk that much about the trips in that one. So there was in, especially in that song in the car, you, you had some really great bass lines, right? Some great riffs who played bass on that. Who was the one? Cause I, I didn't see it in the video. I just like couldn't, but who was the one who's the really excellent bass player in the band there?
2: I, that's Melina. I Malina. think I played bass.
0: That's... Yes,
1: I did.
2: Me, Melina. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's Melina.
0: No, because you had some very, very good hooks in there, and I, I was like, man, that is, you know, just some Thank good you. stuff to just sit there and and groove to. Um, I love Paul McCartney. Right? Did you play left handed too, or no. is that just no? I just,
1: uh, we we use the Hofner bass for this record.
0: So I'm I'm a I. I I have a Fender and I play New Order and Joy Division (laughs) songs and that's it, right? Yeah, yeah, no, we don't. But like, if I had to play anybody else's songs, maybe a Killing Joke, but anything else other than I cannot play bass. But if it's a New Order song, I got it right. You know, that's like that's all I did was to do that. But so, um, that song, Sand Angel, beautiful work there. That felt that felt like a kind of a lazy dreamy experience there talk about sand angel or what that one like how did that sound come about and i mean was it clanging around in somebody's head or what i mean because the the story i'll get to the story of how you guys did all this in just a minute but let's talk about that song for a second
2: uh, that song was the first song that we did together. So that was before we had any plan of making a record. Um, We had been friends for a few years, just kind of remotely, you know, as two touring musicians, we'd kind of be in each other's towns every once in a while. Um, But then I ended up in LA cause I was visiting my partner's family and I knew Melina was there. So I hit mm-hmm. her up to see if she wanted to hang out and play some guitar and record something. And so I went to her house and, you know, as you can see, she has her whole studio in her house and, uh, So i had that riff going that kind of like lazy guitar riff and so i kind of was like oh we could do something with this and then um the lyrics ended up being about a sex dream and we kind of were like (laughs) you know uh, we both something everyone can relate to happening i feel like and um we just Mm -hmm. kind of like went with that and just kind of let the song kind of just be what it was it's kind of short you know with no repeating verses or anything Mm -hmm. And I think that that was kind of fun for both of us. Um, But yeah, and then that was that version of the song that's on the record is the version that we recorded that day. It was only intended to be a demo, but um, we actually forgot to record it when we were actually making the record. So we just used that version.
0: Oh, so we're in the studio. We got everything else done. And on the way out, like, oh, shit, we were supposed to really finish Sand Angel. Is that how
2: that came yeah, we out? Literally, literally that's exactly what happened. up
1: on the last day. <sighs> everything. We were like, oh, let's get dinner. Okay, we're almost done. And then Ellen's like, Melina, we didn't record the one song that we're supposed to record.
2: Which honestly
1: shows how much fun we
2: had. Yeah, it's the only song we had written before going into the studio, so that's so. So the homework kind of was already
0: done on that one, but but you didn't do like that home alone. Like, oh, you know... we kind of did. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, we did.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we couldn't believe it. I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Well,
0: but so if that was the first song that you two wrote together, and it really did kick off that well, then obviously it, it that sh- that that speaks volumes to uh, the the same brain wavelength that you two are on. To be able to have come up with that um i just uh actually yeah we'll get to again the how the album came together i think that's a rather fascinating story talk about how you guys met i thought it was funny you actually put that in one of your songs but go ahead uh, talk about how you two met
1: we met basically online we've been mutual fans of each other um i used to watch pale videos on youtube all the time there's like a very specific Palehound video of ellen shredding on guitar and singing her heart out um, at Pickathon Music Festival uh, in Oregon. Uh, And then I was like obsessed with all those videos. I just like see them all the time and I was like, ah, she's so amazing and so good. And then I think we eventually like followed each other on social media and Ellen reached out to me and was just like, hey, I think you're cool or something like that. And we started messaging each other back and forth. Um, and then eventually we ended up playing two shows together, one in Sacramento and then one in my hometown in San Francisco, where we met each other's dads. Uh, and I think that show was honestly put together because we are on the same label, Polyvinyl. And um, I don't know, it's been, and now we're here.
0: <laughs> and yeah, well, so you've done, and... and... So you were fans of each other and then like, okay, this is just going in that direction of let's go and make a great record.
2: Basically. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, we had played those shows together and we kind of just immediately bonded once we could meet in person. We just like, as friends, like music aside, complete, as people just like totally bonded. And we're like, I was like, damn, that's someone who I could, I really want to hang out with more. And I was bummed when the shows were over because both of us had these really uh, intense touring schedules Where and we lived on the opposite sides of the country so I was like man I don't know if I'll really ever get to hang out with her Um, but then over the next couple years we did like a good job kind of staying in touch and anytime one of us was in the other's town or we crossed paths on tour we'd really make the effort to see each other Um, and then that all kind of led up to that day that I was in LA and then um, you know reached out to do that song and then we did Sand Angel and we're like oh maybe we should do more. This was really fun and I really like the song we made. So it's kind of the the timeline.
0: Uh that's that's a great story. I mean, cuz it's uh you know that you were fans with each other, fans of each other's work and uh I mean, collaboration probably wasn't where you started off thinking, but obviously uh it you know evolved to that. Um so, let me move on to the next line here, uh, Ellen, did you really hang out in the treehouse writing this record?
2: Um, Writing some lyrics, yeah, for sure. There was this treehouse that was just, you know, because the, the Airbnb we went to was like this old family home. Like there were pictures of the family, you know, on, in the stairwell and stuff. And you could tell that this guy had like built this treehouse for his kids. And I was like, that's kind of a perfect place to uh, kind of isolate within this, I don't know project and so yeah i climb up there and then stay up there for a while and then get like eaten alive by bugs and come down
0: and and just write and uh, i mean of all places to write like okay a tree house in the backyard in a and b like why not yeah. right
2: yeah. Uh, yeah why not they're there how often do i have access to a tree house you know
0: yeah, I mean, Poughkeepsie, New York, right? Who knows? Who who would have thought? Um, actually, I just you look like Kenny. I was just wanted to. My ADD drugs have worn off. I wanted. to go, Oh my God, they killed Kenny! That's what you. The way that you got your hoodie wrapped up yeah. over your face, cover You wear oh, the only yeah, thing I we can like see South is your glasses.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh my God, you do! I've never yeah. made that connection. Melina loves wearing her hood like that. Yeah, I do. I kind of started doing it too. You know, you should try it out sometime. Um, it really is very warm good. and it kind of, it feels nice.
1: When I get hot, I you put should try the it. hood behind my ears.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: cute. No one likes that well, one. See, I'm, I like
0: it. Well, being bald, I'm always wearing hats or like if, after we hit like November, I'm wearing a hoodie all the time and a toque most of the time i finally took the toque off two days ago Mm. right but yeah i'm always wearing a hat because you know uh, when it's you got to wear a hat when it's cold because it's cold and you got to wear it in the summer because you don't it only takes getting sunburned once then you uh you know so but uh i just think it's funny that ellen's in poughkeepsie and it's warm and and you're there in la with you know looking like kenny and wrapped up in the (laughs) You know, <laughs>
1: so here I am looking like uh, Kenny.
0: Yeah. No, but seriously, you got it wrapped so tight around your head there. I was just, that's what I was thinking. Yep. Um, So uh, I loved spin out. The The track spin out was great. It had some great, uh, well, tech guitar work. I don't know if you know the band editors, but it, it had a good oh, editor's yeah. grind in there. Yep. I was like, oh, wow. That is like, I haven't heard it done like that, except from editors, so, I was really impressed with that. Like, that was really good. And then how you kept the same tempo all the way through it was just w- well done. And then you started to go, wait a minute, shit, the song's ending. Because it ended really fast. I was like, oh, this is going to keep going. And go. I'm like, whoa, whoa, I could feel it ending. And I, I kind of didn't want that to happen. I wanted it to keep going. And then there was the gag reel at the end, which I thought was kind of funny. I was like, wait, what the hell was that?
2: (laughs) Yeah, Um, that gag reel, it almost um, in the mastering process, the person Heba Kadri, who's amazing. She's a friend of ours. She was doing the mastering and she um, uh, like had accidentally or, or not accidentally probably like faded it out um in the first round yeah. and then like we specifically asked like no we we actually want that to be loud and audible <laughs> we actually want that in there believe it or not
0: when you said oh that felt good no it's not
2: sex yeah i just yeah today's vocal day not horny day
0: <laughs> yeah that's right that was what you said yeah i was like man this is these two are a kick man i don't i i I probably think that hanging out with you two, well, when you said I'm missing out because I don't do acid, you're probably like uh, somewhat of a scaled-down version of Gibby Haynes and crew of the Butthole Surfers, just because you are that funny to talk to right now. Like These two would be just...
2: We're a bit of uh, Beavis and Butthead We're combination.
1: Surfers. Yeah. yeah. We are butthead, Beavis and butthead. Butthole. Who is
2: Beavis and who's Butthead? Beavis. Butthead is the one with the brown hair. Beavis is the blonde one. Well, Butthead's like, hey, hey, or is that Beavis? No, that's Beavis.
0: That's Beavis. Yeah. No, Butthead oh, okay. is like. Oh, oh, oh. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard, yeah. Beavis. Yeah, oh, who's, yeah. am I
2: Butthead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Are fuck. you Butthead? Yeah, you're Beavis for sure. No, I don't know. I feel like you could be Beavis. Yeah. I don't know. I think <laughs> we're, we're a both, little bit of both. Dude, that's I'm what sorry. makes us so special. You know? Oh, is
0: that it? Okay. Um. So. Oh man. I, I just was laughing at some, I thought these two would be such a kick to hang out with. And, uh, just, I don't think there's anything that is sacred. I think you probably any, any, any obnoxious, rude thought that comes in, comes right out. You know, you just say it cause it's probably going to be funny. And, uh, yeah,
2: you really tapped into that.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: really?
0: Yeah. So, um, it was when I got to the song Moon. Uh, so it took a while. I'm like just grinding through this record, and again sending notes to your publicist, going, "Wow, well, you know, uh, that was when I realized that you guys had, uh, at least sound wise, you had filled that empty void that was left when the Pixies broke up." I oh. I found that sound. I was like, "Oh." I missed that. Mm. This is what we were missing, right? And so that was probably how I fell in love with the records when I realized that was what I was, you know. When the Pixies broke up, we were missing this kind of sound for so long that it just felt so good to hear you guys fill that void. And um, thank you. So yeah, you filled yeah, in that's for the a Pixies. Huge that's
2: oh, huge. yeah. I mean, we we both are love Kim Deal, um, a lot in the Breeders, especially. So I think that. she's been a huge influence on us i can hear her um, bass influence in molina's playing Mm -hmm. which is one of the things i love about her as a bass player um yeah love that we do
0: yeah i well i so for me the pixies it was a weird give and take thing uh it was like love and hate because like I, i really couldn't get into them at first when they were out like in 89 touring with the cure and stuff had a real hard time with it Uh, Some songs were really good. Some songs I I, like didn't get. Uh, And then their version of head on by the Jesus and Mary chain was like so weird that
2: I haven't heard that.
0: Yeah. It was really a strange version. And then I was like, wow, I don't quite get this. And then I saw them opening for you too, which that was, that was just a like over the top experience. And then, um i really like just one night I, I was at a frank black show and he came out and said you know he was just doing a couple of his own songs and you know frank just this really like unfriendly stoic you know it doesn't get along with the audience kind of thing and he said uh so i guess you guys all came out to hear some pixies <laughs> well i guess you're going to be fucking disappointed And I was like, okay, what does that mean? And he just starts playing, you know, one chord, two chords, the back to the one. And then he went right into wave of mutilation. Mm. Oh, wow. That was so good. And that that was that. Then it just like, it just gelled. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, it, that was where I was able to appreciate the full Pixies catalog was at that time, just to hear Frank do that. Yeah,
2: totally. I feel like that's one of those bands that there is a moment that it clicks. You know, it's that's one of those bands that for me, at least it wasn't an immediate hit, but that I like the more I listened to it, I kind of had to push myself to get it. And then I was obsessed.
0: Uh, well, So what, what was your Pixies moment then?
2: Uh, I was in high school. Um, you know, I feel like that's pretty classic. But a friend of mine um, who was like the only other uh, musician I played with at the time, he was like my friend who's my drummer, put on Doolittle. And I feel like just being with someone who could explain it to me or not explain it to me, but like, I feel like who you listen to music with really influences like how you listen to it, you know, and he was just kind of like, pointing out the lyrics and the guitars and um, I was a Breeders fan first. So I think that really set me up to be like, oh, that is Kim Deal. Yeah. And I'm like, she's my hero. So I was like, oh, man, this is great.
0: Yeah, I saw a Breeders gig, but um, it was mad. That was insane. They were really, really good. And, uh, man, I think I had a bootleg of that somewhere. It was a Halloween concert, and a friend of mine, she actually, well, her, her boyfriend went and dressed as a woman and had the video camera stuffed in, in the bra, like, you know, dressed as a woman, and had the video camera stuffed in there, and he held still as much as he could and filmed the concert that way. And the sound came through oh, really good too, but yeah, mean. I mean, that, that was a good breeders gig, man. They were, so, um, may, so that's an interesting thing. How you say that, that when you learn to get into a band by the person that introduced you to them and that that's an interesting thing for, I mean, I, I, I see that how it happened for me with, with some bands. Uh, but again, I like breeder straight off the bat, uh, The Pixies took a while, but I loved you guys right off the bat, but that's probably because, you know, you had that fabulous sound that you'd pulled from both acts. And so, um, what did you, you, you you got something you wanted to say there, Melina? Oh
1: no. I'm just agreeing.
0: oh yeah, yeah. You're just shaking head. So what was your Pixies moment or did you have one?
1: Of course I had a Pixies moment. Um, I, I think it was maybe online or like YouTube it was, like, like old YouTube, like, 2007, 2008 YouTube, like, when you found music that way. Like, that was, like, before I even got into, like, less FM. And um, I think I, like, hit the What's, uh, Where's My Mind, you know, the classic hit and
0: from the fight club soundtrack. Exactly.
1: It's always it's always from a movie or something like that you always find like the hit and then when you have the hit stuck in your head you naturally go to their albums and their older disco- discography. Um but yeah, I, I really got into like do little um and just like yeah, all their earlier stuff. It's really awesome. Yeah. I just, I think they're just they're like a band's band. They're just really fun to listen to. You know?
2: For sure. Very inspiring. Yeah, very inspiring people.
0: So what was the song Moon about? What what brought that one into the the world for you?
1: Um, I think I was really depressed at the time, and it was kind of also like a little love letter to my partner, Annie. Um, And it was just kind of about like a snapshot in time about like feeling sad, but knowing that it'll pass. And she was gone on tour and I was at home and I think Ellen and I can relate to that being at home um, while your partner is gone because usually we're the ones that are gone and you kind of tend to, you you've, you tend to forget when you're the one at home like how hard it is to be away from your person um, and how important they are uh, being by your side and like being with you in your like daily activities um, and not just like through phone calls but like physically being next to someone. That you love is really important so i wanted to just write a little love song
0: and, I and love did that she song. did she appreciate
1: it yes yeah, she did she cried a oh, little.
0: okay good oh that's okay <laughs> so talk about how so I, I i read how you guys actually created the record and that's a magnificent story unto itself because it, it's kind of like how queen did their bohemian rhapsody they went and locked themselves up in some place and they they turned a house into a studio mm. um and, and that's what you guys did right you said i mean i was like they did this in such a short period of time but talk about that experience and and the recording of the record
2: um yeah i think when we decided we wanted to make a record you know we're on the same label so getting Uh, support to um, do that was pretty easy um, at first and we there wasn't even really a moment where we thought oh should we go to like an actual studio and do something we kind of immediately um, were gravitated to the idea of like getting an Airbnb somewhere we could really like hang out and feel comfortable in and Melina has tons of gear and um, is like an amazing producer and engineer so she brought we like packed up two cars with her stuff And drove it up to Mm -hmm. Topanga, um, which is pretty close to her place. And then we, yeah, we we set it up. We set up everything in this house and we turned the dining room table into like the control room and had like the desktop computer on there with like all the interfaces and stuff. And then we turned like the living room. We pushed all the furniture against the walls and made that like the live room where the amps and the drums were. And there was actually um, one of the reasons we picked this specific Airbnb is because there was like a baby grand piano in the living room. And the guy Chris, it was Chris, right? Melina, Is his name. Yeah, Chris. I think it was Chris. Yeah, um, yeah. he like was so kind and like got it professionally tuned for us when he heard we wanted to record with it. Um, yeah, it was awesome.
0: So did the did the family who owned the house? Uh, did they know you were like you're going to be playing their piano and just kind of yeah? Oh, okay. No, they knew. So they, they, they were yeah, super Hi, We're, we're going to record a record. Here.
1: Yeah, I think usually I've done that many times before Um, when it comes to like Airbnbs, I'd rather be transparent. You kind of like have to message and be like, is this suited for like uh, music? Like I record music and I would like to record my music at your house and sometimes people are like absolutely hell no, but Chris was just like, yeah, of course, like what band are you in? Um, And I think he was just like down, he's just a down-to-earth kind of guy and was like you guys can do whatever you want, I'm getting the piano tune for you and he even saw the inside of his house when we loaded everything in and honestly it looked kind of kind of (laughs) kind of insane in there it was just full of gear and like a ton of things were on top of his furniture and i think he was just like rad so he was into it he was awesome he's a great guy
0: so were were there pictures of this taken or any of this out there that that, to, to document the experience
2: there are a lot. Yeah, we brought our film cameras. Yeah, I had a, I had a Polaroid, so I took some good Polaroids. of. Um, I have one that I love of Melina sitting behind the drums holding a guitar. Oh, I love and that and one. It looks like she's like a one-man band. It's really <laughs> cute. But yeah, we we made sure to document it because um, we knew that someday we would want to look back at pictures mm-hmm. from that. We knew it was going to be a good time.
0: Oh yeah, it just because you, you got to document stuff like that. You you look back on it and you go, man, I'm glad I got these photographs. You know, at the totally. time. So yeah, yeah, that's that's really cool that you guys did that. I I've so well, I go and I photograph stuff all over the place, and I love when when bands are just young or they're starting off and they said you know we never got photos taken you know we could yeah get take our photos now kind of thing you know because they really do mean something down the road and I've, I've been happy to do that it's just it's just to, to have that as a historical artifact you know so uh, let's talk about the the doom and Sunfest uh here really quick the, the streaming show you guys are, are putting together right um Give us a little bit about that, because I understand you're gonna have to leave in just a moment here. So uh, talk about that. I want everybody to kind of because we're looking at that in June, correct?
2: Yeah, June 10th. It's my birthday actually, Yay. which is really fun for me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, it it was originally so you know we were um, we recorded this album so long ago, and when we started putting like actually taking the steps to release it, it was you know about a year ago exactly from now, and we kind of were like we're probably never going to get to tour this record because of covid so we should do a live stream and then that idea kind of turned into oh there are so many live streams and people are getting bored of them and we should do something different and um so we decided to put on a festival and more than anything our intention um was to like assemble a bunch of really amazing artists like friends of ours um and speakers and um Just try to use people's platforms to raise money um, for seeding sovereignty, which is this amazing um, indigenous collective and organization. Um, And we kind of just wanted to do something that was more than just a live stream, something that seemed like a celebration. Um, Sorry about that noise. Um, Something that just kind of seemed like a celebration in all forms, you know.
0: Okay. so. is it geared towards pride as well? I saw the rainbow on there, and then you got Tegan and Sarah. And it's in June, so, I mean, I was like... That's
2: true. <laughs> that's true. I mean, everything we do, we're, we're both really gay, so I feel like just everything we do is, you know, <laughs> is...
0: Oh, okay. Is pride no, really but I, I knew that, but, but I was like, is this, like, yeah. your, your pride effort as well, or, you know...
2: Actually, that's really interesting. No one brought that up, but I that it totally... Yeah, for sure. It's totally a problem. Really? I
0: thought that's what it was for. I was just like, okay. Like, well, it's June, and there's the rainbow on there. Like, come on, everybody. But okay, sorry.
2: No, don't apologize. We love that. That's great. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. It's naturally
1: going to be gay because of us, and a lot of the lineup is full of queer people, so... Yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. Like. Tegan and Sarah. I've
0: I've shot them at Love Loud. I've met them, all that, you know. Um nice. they're they're great. They're smart asses. I don't Have you ever seen them perform live? It's more There's or less so uh Yeah, they and they'll, they'll banter on stage for you know, yeah, they're a lot of fun. Um I also uh I, I've shot B- Vagabond, she opened Love Loud, she was the first performer in Love Loud 18, 2018, and she was amazing. She was really, yeah, she's really awesome. good.
2: We love her. Can't yeah. wait to see her set as well.
0: Yeah, she was. Yeah, she just said, "Hey, it's the first time I played a stadium, and I'm I just yelled welcome." And she said, "Oh yeah, thank you." You mm-hmm. know, she was. <laughs> yeah, but no, I saw the lineup. I'm like, that is a long, uh, bill that you guys there. But talk about, I mean, how long is it gonna go for? What you're trying to raise money for? Who else is gonna be there? I mean, you know, come on, now's your time to to plug for your uh, show there.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's probably we're going to try to squeeze everything into a day. Everyone's sets are pretty short, so everyone's sets are about like 10 minutes long. So it's going to be like a telethon, basically, like a marathon is what um, the intention is. And we're going to be it's free for everyone who wants to uh, attend. You just have to RSVP on the website. Um, And then we're highly encouraging donations um, as well. So and uh, yeah, some people are going to be very unique, too.
1: Not everyone is like performing music. It's gonna be like mixed media shit too. So yeah.
2: Yeah, we have some people that are like you know, doing stuff that isn't music, like reading poetry or yeah. doing a dance, stuff like that.
0: So and and what's the website again, everybody for everybody else out there?
2: Um.
1: Well, there's there's <laughs> oh. a dash in it, so I, I have to I have to spell it first. Hold on a second, Jeremy. It's a uh, doom dot bachelor dash band.com
0: okay doom and SunFast, right? It. yep
1: dot yeah. bachelor dash band.com
0: okay everybody so um this is All right. I guess you you got to go now Melina is that what the, the time is there yes okay well hey thank you I'll I'll just stay on and pick on Ellen for a while but thank you so okay, much thank for, you so uh, much oh yeah no this is wonderful i you know get to finally i get to meet you guys because this is one hell of a great record so um i'll 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 pick on uh, ellen for the rest of the meaning of the lyrics here and uh have a good one right okay bye
2: hi melina she's going to buy a piano which i'm really excited about her for or or she's um looking at some i guess but yeah i hope that she figures it out and by the time I get there, because I would love to have access to a piano.
0: Oh my God! They killed Kenny. Sorry, I had to say that again. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, I, I hope that you, she wouldn't be the one to have to answer this one. Uh, the opening lines of uh, of the sick of spiraling, right? Uh, yeah. Walking alone at night with a cheap gas station knife, but the danger was in the car who couldn't see me. Uh, it was too dark, right? You know, just the opening lines there. That was probably one of the, that was heavy. Okay. But then, um, geez, then I thought if I can't have my own back, how the fuck can I have yours? You know, those are some bleak lyrics. What was going on around that one? Cause I mean, you come up with this stuff, you write this album and you record it in two weeks in, a, in an Airbnb. But this is clearly pulled from some other experience. Talk to me about that, please.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's pulled from an experience I had on tour. um, And I feel like when I'm on tour, I'm hyper aware of mortality because I feel like especially I started off doing in DIY, which is like do it yourself. I booked all my own tours and gotten some like really dangerous situations in my past. So I feel like I'm on a high alert, you know, because when you're on tour, you're like at the whim of the elements and the people around you and you have very little to protect yourself so that was about um one night when i was walking i had like an hour before sound check at a venue and i went to it was like dark out we were in like madison wisconsin or something and i had like my little knife with me because i was walking in the dark and um and i was like alone and then like so that's where i was like kind of focusing on protecting myself and then this car like almost hit me as i was like crossing a street and i was like wow i really wasn't prepared for that like i thought i was prepared to protect myself but like i'm not and i never will be um and so i feel like that's kind of what what inspired that song and that song is also about like my partner and um you know being on the road while my partner's at home and being like no i got you like i'm here for you and being like am i if I'm not here for myself, like, I don't know. It just kind of inspired a lot of um, doubt in protection.
0: Because those were some powerful words there. And I I just thought, like, like you were talking about, like, I'm feeling, yeah, like I'm not in control of anything around me. Um...
2: Yeah, that's how I feel basically all the time. <laughs> so, yeah
0: but then there was the, the part, literally, I, I thought that was just funny. Like you said, I wasn't prepared for that, you know, and just kind of a, a, a smart ass comment, you know, so you're going to walk around in a Walmart with an air 15 to protect yourself, but you won't protect yourself with a fucking mask, you know? So,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I know. Well, I know
0: you agree with point. me on that one a hundred percent. I just, yeah. oh, I
2: just,
0: 100%. I just closed no, I my know. eyes. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Exactly. And I think that like yeah that is something there is something to be said about like how people choose to protect themselves and like how like what people focus on like for me in that situation I just wanted to buy a cool knife you know and so I was like but I I could use this to protect myself um, but then obviously it, it, it didn't really I mean someday it might protect me but no that does yeah definitely apply to that you know.
0: Yeah, that was that was just an interesting line. I mean, some of your words there are just so. I mean, you're a hell of a lyricist. You and Thank it, you. It, I mean, I'm just I'm very impressed with how you've just you. I mean, I'm not calling you like the Pixies per se. Your lyrics are very different, but they are very powerful. And that was some of the stuff I was trying to just wrap my head around because you're not just sitting there in the gloom and doom, but I do sense a lot of confusion is that the right word or uh, anxiety maybe in a lot of what you're singing about there too
2: yeah i mean i have a ton of anxiety in general it's something that i struggle with in every aspect of my life and i think especially um yeah i mean i've 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 you know been exposed to people dying people getting in accidents my whole life and you know it just makes you even more anxious and and i'm hyper aware of um you know the lack of control i have over the universe and i'm trying to not let that stress me out as much as it does sometimes
0: yeah well, the, the, so i i'm a germaphobe and
2: uh so oh, as when... you must have been very prepared for
0: everything oh actually that was the f- yeah that was funny because i had to convince myself for years there is nothing on that surface that will kill me there is nothing on that surface that will make me sick Oh, oh yeah, now there is, you know. So yeah, I, oh, I look no. at everybody else. As, yeah, you're all posers, you know. Um, <laughs>
2: so, yeah, you you were there first.
0: Yeah, I I was a germaphobe before it was cool. Damn. So who are who are some of your other influences, by the way? Obviously Kim Deal, fantastic. Um, I sense a little bit of Patty Smith in there, uh, and some some Susie the Banshees. But uh, who else? Or
2: yeah. Um no, you're not well, Susie and the Banshees I've never I haven't really gotten super into, but not 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 because I don't like it, just because I haven't really checked it out much of it. Um Patty Smith, yeah, I love Patty Smith, but my number ones um, lyric wise in terms of who I take inspiration from are um you know, like Joni Mitchell, Elliot Smith, um, you know, and then contemporary artists like Frank Ocean, I feel like has some of the most incredible lyrics I've ever heard, and people who can be really frank about like, modern, um, I don't know, modern anxieties and fears, and um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I love I love a lot of people's lyrics.
0: Uh, let's see, make sure. You're touring with Lucy Darkus, or is that – that is tentative, right? Kind of like anybody else's live tours these days, but –
2: yeah, I, I, it's supposed to be in like start mid-September and who knows? I mean, we're supposed to play Governor's Ball on that tour and that's like a huge festival and I it's hard to imagine that happening. But I went to the freaking grocery store today and people aren't wearing masks anymore. I guess the mandate was lifted in New York. Um, so I don't really know. I mean, I feel like every day it looks more and more like our tour is going to happen as scheduled, which I really have just been keeping my hopes very low for that um because and who knows what could happen but i mean one thing's for sure if, if it's not safe we're not doing it so we're just gonna like see how things progress
0: oh yeah no i i had uh i had so many festivals and concerts and everything lined up for last year and you know i bought new camera gear and i got three shows in before it all went south so wow yeah
2: well now it's vintage now it's retro
0: oh yeah no I mean, it's not quite but um <laughs> would you ever try i don't know do do you play a lot of lgbtq festivals or i mean like we got love loud here in utah which is great and we invite any you know we love any and sometimes we kind of get uh i don't know there's not a lot of lgbtq musicians in utah so we're always reaching out bringing other people in but um how does that side of it look for you guys
2: yeah, I mean, we have nothing on the books right now that's specifically LGBTQ because I feel like that stuff pretty much always happens in June, where when it should happen year round. But stuff that is specifically for queer people really only happens in June, and I didn't. Nothing's really been booked for this June. Um, hopefully next summer we can get on some more stuff like that. Um, so no, no but, Pride yeah. Fests
0: lined up, I guess, because nobody's no, really not for this
2: year. Yeah, yeah I mean, no, we'll, nothing this year.
0: Well, Salt Lake we're having one sort of semi very scaled down pride festival no parade or anything and i mean I it's, it's gonna be a drag but you know at least yeah, it's, it's something. not gonna
2: be nearly as fun yeah you're not gonna get to see everyone's amazing outfits um but no i i mean i really hope we can do stuff like that next year because that stuff is like the most fun um but yeah i mean even if there was if we were invited to do stuff i think it just feels too soon for me personally to go out there um i don't know
0: wow well, well i mean yeah you're in new york where you guys had the the big mess that you i mean you survived it so but again you're you're outside the city there um so uh but your girlfriend or partner what 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 is the right term for that by the way
2: uh my partner your um partner. You, he yeah yeah my partner he um is a trans man okay um so yeah
0: But he's supportive of you in the band and being out on the road and, and.
2: Extremely. He's extremely supportive of me. We've been together for five and a half years and the entire time we've been dating, I've been touring. So he knew what he was getting himself into right off the bat. And um, I kind of have always, always feared that he would get sick of it or he would, you know, want to be with someone who didn't tour. But he's stuck by me and um, he's incredible. He's incredibly supportive. I'm incredibly lucky.
0: Oh that no that is fantastic. Um, yeah it is. Yeah, it's something that I've I've been touting that I've I've been paying attention a lot lately the last couple of years that I've been, you know, writing for instinct and just getting very involved with the LGBTQ community is I've come to notice how much I can appreciate seeing uh gay couples together and how in a lot of ways I I met one couple they had been together for 34 years and they they finally were able to get married after they after these two women had been together for 34 years and I thought wow that's like you know straight couples don't last that long you know and no (laughs) so um I've I've come to really appreciate just seeing the dynamic of just queer relationships and like you said, you know, you're gay and, and your partner's trans and you're, you know, you're there trying to to keep each other's just situations in, you know, in perspective and to really love the person as they are. And I'm sure you probably get a lot of, uh, I don't know, probably the not so much where you are in New York, but damn it, here in Utah, it would be like, oh, freak show. But um, just because that's because it's Utah here. So, mm-hmm. um but uh five years, and was he did he transition before you met, or
2: uh no, he transitioned during our relationship um about like three years ago or so is when he came out to me, and it was um an amazing experience for both of us i mean i've I always you know i've my love for him has been unwavering and has even gotten stronger as he has um finally been able to express who he truly is. our relationship just got better. Um, oh, that's that's beautiful. Yeah, man. yeah. yeah. That wow, is, he's, the, he's that, the best.
0: Oh, that is no, that's cool, man. Congratulations, really. Thank I, you. Um, I just again, uh, but I've always thought that you know because um, when when same sex marriage is made legal here, when they kind of just say okay, all the all the gender and identity is off the books now. We don't care. You guys can do. Of course everyone went up into a rage and everything but it was very interesting to see the how the dynamic shifted and how people in their relationships happened and a lot of them were very fluid and it was great um but I also laughed when, you know, when one friend of mine, you know, she's like, well, we're getting divorced. I'm like, Oh, how is that? You know?
2: Um,
0: <laughs> and I, I, I always thought it was like, look, if you guys have fought so hard to be able to be married, you know, if you're going to get divorced, it should suck. Just like it does for, for straight couples. So, I'm sure, it does. And so I, I mean, but that is something to be proud of that you were able to, I mean, I, I have another friend, she's the same way. She, and her wife, you know, I mean, he, he transitioned. They'd been married for several years. And then he's like, look, I, you know, came out on Facebook and said, look, I'm trans, I'm transitioning and all that. And it's been heavy to see the whole thing happen and just, uh, you know, because they're, they're navigating a lot of different waters, you know, just new waters that not a lot of people have, you know, really done and it was it was beautiful to see how they've been able to keep it together as as difficult as a lot of these aspects were so um if it's working for you man just kudos i'm totally happy for you
2: yeah it's working better than anything else in my life
0: (laughs) oh your music's doing pretty good
2: yeah i know well that says a lot about my relationship huh
0: so, well, so how much does, I mean, I, there were the lines about how you, you know, you you like the girls in magazines and all that. Um, I, I didn't notice any exceptionally, you know, fringy, uh, I wouldn't say, I don't know, how would I say that? Um, Risqué queer lyrics in there that a lot of other people would have, you know, that, that, that you hear in a lot of other types of bands like that um is it just because you're like i'm gay this is my music and this is what i'm singing about i'm not feeling like i gotta make a point or
2: no you know i feel like i really love um i really love music that is like you know quote like like sexy and risque and i love to listen to that but i think for this record um no it just that's not how i communicate as a person as much like i there is, there are a few songs that like the song anything at all for example mm-hmm.
0: um yeah i was gonna ask about that
2: that song is like about sex and about having a crush but i don't i kind of like to play with words and make people guess and kind of make people um and like that song's about kind of like the anxiety of having a crush and so i was like oh i'm gonna illustrate this as i am caught in a spider's web and the spider's gonna come rip my head off and that's how this feels to me um so that's kind of the way that i like to write lyrics i kind of like to um, hide them, hide the, hide the, the truth behind some weird imagery.
0: Well, every dirty word becomes your name. <laughs> I yeah. that's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just, I guess that's a risque, sexy thing, but, uh, how do I know if I'm caving in? Um, I mean, there was a lot, of, that was where I felt like there was, uh, the, a lot of anxiety in some of those lyrics. But then at the very end, I thought the kick and every dirty word becomes your name. It just kinda of shifted the, the the feeling of it, but I did want to ask you what was that one that whole song about there, so
2: Yeah. Well, there you have it.
0: So um well, we're coming up on an hour here and this has been this has been a lot of fun. I wish that I wish that they- Kenny was still here. Sorry, she just so yeah. Much, she that's just what she looked like. I just kept going. I just wished. no. I
2: know she really did, especially. Well, she doesn't always wear that color hoodie, but that was really contributing for sure. But
0: but she has the same shaped glasses too.
2: I know. <laughs> I know. It was amazing. I know she's.
0: I, I was. I was like, did she do that on purpose? Right. Like, is no. I could. I could tell you two are very funny people, <laughs> but like you got those those masks behind you. Yeah and and then there she was like kenny i was like are they just like just being you know like, well I, I interviewed a band a couple months ago where the the first half of the interview they're all dressed in suits
2: and oh then the god. second half
0: of the interview they were all topless and oh like,
2: my god and they're all really topless incredible. and
0: drinking and by the time the interview is over they were just completely lit so
2: Wow, um, that's hilarious! You wow, need to got to get more creative. You
0: yeah. you got to perform with those guys. They're called Folk Hogan. Come and play a show with them in Salt Lake.
2: Uh, that's a great name. Yeah, great so th- name. they're a folk
0: yeah. punk band. Like they have accordion and mandolin and punk. You know. All right. Oh yeah, but they, they'd cool. be you guys would be great on the same stage with them. That would be just a lot of fun. Uh, cool. But then I, I think that I again I I do I, I do hope to see you live. You guys would be uh a a fantastic act to see i hope that you're really loud and um maybe not with maybe not with the dinosaurs or all the cars or other weird you know imagery (laughs) no we'll leave that
2: (laughs) shit behind don't worry about it don't worry about that you're you're safe at the show
0: so um so well anyway good luck with the, the streaming per uh the festival you guys do there i i'm gonna see if i can get in and look uh i'm gonna pump for it to hopefully get you guys some cash flow on that Thank you. And hopefully see you guys out on the road. I I'm going to put a link there because you do have a set of tour dates out there again with Lucy Dacus. Uh, that is yep. tentative. Uh, one last question. Cause I ask everybody this and I wish that uh, Melanie was in here on this one. Missed it. Sorry. But what would you say? Cause we're in Utah and we have love loud for the reason of the LGBTQ suicides here in Utah. Uh, what would you say to the young kid who's uh, afraid, who's in the closet, who's in that vulnerable state? What would you recommend to that one, to that person?
2: Well, I feel like I was once that kid, for sure. And something that really pissed me off was everyone saying, it gets better, it gets better. And there was that whole campaign of straight people telling me that it gets better. Um, But what I'll say to that kid is that, you know, it takes a lot of patience and and there were a couple times in my life when i was a kid and i wanted i was thinking about ending my life as a younger kid and because i was gay and now that i'm older i look back at that time and i say thank god i didn't because things did actually get better and like i ended up meeting some of the most beautiful people and now like being gay is is one of the things i'm most proud about about my identity and myself and i've made unbelievable friends just through this community and like i've found amazing love i found this band um and a lot of that is because of this identity and because of this community so it really is just like when you're a kid you feel like your whole life is going to be like that but it's just not like when you're a kid that's like totally an anomaly and then you like turn into an adult and you have like you know access to different communities and that is going to change everything
0: wow so i i guess for you just being able to find the community was was the the the, you know
2: saved me yeah and it's gonna and it saves everyone i know the community it's called chosen family for a reason you know
0: yeah well actually i just uh do you know um do you know man on man roddy bottom and uh joey do you know him uh, faith no more guys no um, i they they're in a band called man on man it's roddy oh from... man
2: on man yeah yeah they're on polyvinyl yeah they're cool. on polyvinyl yeah, yeah. that's great yeah
0: yeah i just i just put theirs up their their uh their uh, podcast went up on monday and the the interview written should be up in just a few hours actually but great. if you've heard that record it's amazing it's uh yeah it is and, and yeah, like, oh man, your your group over there, man, you guys are sending me some of the best people. I'm like, I love who you people have, who your, your publicist group, who your roster, yeah. they've been sending me some of the best. I'm like, you are in good company.
2: Yeah. Good. I'm proud to be a part of this family. That's yeah.
0: Fun. And, uh, but Roddy and Joey, they put together a project called chosen family and it's kind of just a pen pal group. You go there and then you say, look, I just want to talk to people who have the same kind of issues as I do. and.
2: Oh wow, I didn't know about that. I'm
0: gonna yeah. look that up now. Yeah, they're yeah. great, and uh, but yeah, that interview, man. There were times I was crying in that interview. Those guys were amazing. Wow. So, yeah, cool. but yeah, so they talked about it, chosen family, and that, and it was, it was just, you know, when you're a kid, right, and you think five years is the longest time in the world. You know, you think that's just so long, and it's not. Once you get out of that, you know, you look back, you go, man, five years ago, it was so different. And, and I just, I don't know. I I hope to see these, how these kids can just blossom and that. And um, I've been able to witness that here in my time with instinct and working with the community. It's just, it's amazing. So, um, and I get to talk to awesome musicians like you. I mean, this is not, (laughs) not even just that you're, you're gay. I mean, they just said, Hey, give these, these two ladies a listen to.
2: Yeah. Thank you.
0: So anyway, uh i'm gonna sign off now I just wanted to know uh what do you want me to play us out with
2: oh man of any of the songs um let's do back of my hand let's back of my
0: hand okay i was actually gonna open yeah. with that one but okay i'll do uh,
2: okay well you know what how about this how about um do anything at all because we're talking about being queer and okay that's the game
0: okay so god oh, that is awesome all right so uh thank you ellen and uh everybody this is the band bachelor this is well half of it the other one um she had to bail a few minutes ago but uh thank you so much ellen and uh all the success on this uh, upcoming hopeful tour and uh this record everybody you've got to hear it if you were if if you like the pixies this will take you you'll start with that and move into some really fantastic work so um (laughs) And in the meantime, everybody else, take care, be good to each other, and let music do awesome in your lives.
2: 100%.
0: so that was bachelor ellen and melina and uh this is their song anything at all i hope everybody had a good pride month and uh just everything it was a crazy year and a lot came up and was moving uh please take care everybody and uh remember just keep as much love in your life as you can